Hey everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode and all of our episodes are powered by Navigators Church Ministries, which help churches live out the Great Commission by making disciples who can make disciples. For more information or to get connected, check out our website, navigatorschurchministries.org. Today's episode is perfect for any disciple maker who is wondering what to do in the first meeting of discipling someone, like the first meeting. Justin, maybe we should clarify that a little bit more. Yes, we definitely need to clarify this because we're talking about the first meeting. And a lot of times you could think, well, which first meeting? Is this the meeting where I'm meeting the person and explaining to them what disciple making is and kind of inviting them into that relationship? Is it the meeting after that when I'm asking them or, you know, those meetings don't even have to be meetings. A lot of times they're just conversations. We're not talking about either one of those. Uh, But if you want to know about those, so how do you invite someone into a disciple making relationship? We covered that in season one, episode 11. So if you want to go back there, that might be helpful. Today, we're talking about the first disciple making meeting. So you've already had the conversation You've explained what disciple making is. You've invited them into it. And now you are going to this meeting to sit down with the person you're going to start discipling. And it's like the first time. Okay. And so what do you do in that space? And that's where we are today. That's what we're talking about. And this is super important for any disciple maker out there, whether you're a new disciple maker or somebody who's really experienced in disciple making. The first meeting is super important. Tony, why is it important? Well, I think it's important to understand that when somebody comes into a disciple-making relationship, there's a couple of things that are at play, specifically things that are at play emotionally for the person, right? They're, they're feeling very vulnerable. They're feeling unsure. And in our culture, it's really just out of the norm to submit to someone's teaching in a one-on-one environment. So disciple-making doesn't always fit in the culture that we live in. So as we enter into that first meeting, what we need to do is make sure that we're being intentional about calling out the things that feel weird about it, that we're being uh, very responsive to the person, right? And we don't take that cookie-cutter approach to how we make disciples and how we enter into that very first kind of disciple-making relationship. Yeah, that's exactly right. And not only are the disciples feeling a little bit kind of trying to figure out what this is going to be and what it's going to be like, a lot of times disciple makers show up with that nervous energy too, right? Especially if you're not naturally relational, if you're not very experienced in disciple making, uh, if you're walking in and you realize you should have more of a plan than you have walking in, there's going to be some nerves. And so um, you know, we're going to walk through um, in this episode, I'm going to share with you one thing that, that I'd done, and actually the last time I had a first-time meeting, what I did, uh, which wasn't long ago, and then Tony's going to do something similar. But here's something you need to know. You need to know that even though it's the first meeting, whether it's a one-on-one, one-on-two, one-on-three, unless you've already agreed upon a book that you're moving through or something like that, so if you're doing more what I would call more relational disciple-making, less reliance upon a tool such as curriculum or a Bible study or something like that, you're going to need to walk in with a plan. Now, your plan might be different for this first time than it was for last term, first time. And actually, I think it ought to be. Yeah. I think it ought to be different. 
right? Because when it's the first time you're discipling this person. So even if you have discipled 50 people in the past, this is the first time you've discipled this person or these couple of people. And so you just have to keep that in mind as you're walking in. You're not walking into something you've done before. You're walking into something new, something different. And if you're doing it like you did it before, then it's not going to be focused on who they are. It's just not going to be quite as relational. And I think we see this played out perfectly in the way that Jesus calls the disciples, right? We know Matthew 419, when Jesus calls the fishermen to drop their nets. But the way that Jesus calls Matthew, the tax collector, is different. And the relationship is different. And so we can have collective unity around the idea of disciple making, around the vision of disciple making, but the execution on how we get there is going to be different for every person. Think about John versus Peter, or think about Paul's conversion versus the other disciples and how this all plays out in scripture. Jesus understands that we're all here for the same vision and mission, but how we approach people looks completely different. Tony, that's a great point because Jesus doesn't relate with us in the uniform cookie cutter way. Right. <clears throat> he relates to us based on who we are, how he's designed us. And that's really, if we're going to be like Jesus as we disciple people, we have to do that too. And so I'm not suggesting that you have to create, recreate the wheel every time, right? There's going to be some principles that hold true that's going to help have really some tracks for you to run on. But within that kind of, um, within that framework, there's some freedom and some variation. And you have to be willing to have that if people are going to experience it as relational and not just as a program they're moving through or a curriculum that you've done a million times, and this is just the million first time that you've done it with a person, mm. right? Nobody wants to feel like you're just doing the thing that you always do with everybody else, right? People want to feel, and we're made to feel, like we are individuals and we want to be treated as such, uh, not only in disciple-making, but just in general. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's really good to have a couple of go-to tools that you use and have a plan. Now, I, I'm relational. We've kind of talked about this probably too much, but I'm super relational. Justin is super intentional. Mm -hmm. And so I have to be overly prepared intentionally because the relational side is going to come easy for me. By the time that I get to this meeting with the guys that I'm discipling, I generally know most of their story already. I generally know most of their stuff, right? We've connected. I've texted. We've chatted. We've done a little bit of things together. So a, a great example is the last guy that I discipled, he was kind of uh, new to the faith in the sense that he didn't have a familiarity with scripture. So I had a plan about which tool that I was going to use for scripture and how we were going to approach it. And for this particular individual, it was reading the gospels. And so we decided to set out and read the gospels. But in order to do that, I used some of my experience to kind of come in with a plan and talk about how we were going to approach the Gospels, why the Gospels matter, and how he could approach the Gospels with somebody when he discipled them, because we're constantly casting that vision, right? Now that we're in the mode of disciple-making, I'm not just teaching him so that he knows, I'm teaching him so that he can teach someone else. Hmm. That's great. So when you did that with him, Tony... Uh, you, you brought up that topic, hey, let's jump into the Gospels. You're talking about the importance of Scripture. 
um, you talked about just now about how you want him to be doing that with somebody else. Was that a part of the conversation too, or what did that look like, or when did it become a part of the conversation? Well, so even before we got into the meeting, we had already talked about the idea that I meet with people when we understand, uh, with the understanding that when we both think that he's ready, he'll meet with someone else. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of couch all of my meetings in that vision, and I'll constantly remind him of that along the way. Like, hey, you know, when you go and do this with someone else, or like, it's... In sales, we used to call it the assumptive close. And I know we don't like that in church world, but that's really what it is. I'm constantly reminding him that the fullness of this process is when he shares it with someone else. Hmm. And so I'm trying to prep him for his first meeting at our first meeting. Hmm. Wow, I love that. Right. So right from the start, you're thinking about the end. Yeah. Right. And you're preparing him for that and moving him towards that. Uh, That is really, really cool. So... Before I share kind of what I did the last first time meeting I had, um, I want to just kind of look at some principles, four things, right? And you you just mentioned many of these, right? Um, so here's what I think you should definitely do, right? Now, these are principles. They're not methods, right? So you should definitely walk in with a plan. Do not, do not, do not show up to that first disciple-making meeting without a plan in mind of what you're going to do. Now, that plan should obviously be uh, prepared with God, before God, in prayer, right, that you are taking it serious. All right, what should I do uh, with this? The second thing, and you just mentioned, Tony, is remind them of the why, Yeah. right? So you are you are baking that into the whole process. You're not bolting it on at different meetings. Like you're baking it into the whole process. Hey, this is why we're doing it. This is why we're doing it. And just keeping that in front of them really helps. Uh, the third thing is you want to be a conversation, not a lecture. Right? It's relational. Now, you didn't mention that necessarily, but I heard it. Sure. Right? Sure, because yeah. you are relational. Everything you do is relational. Um, and for those of us who are a little more intentional, maybe... Walking in with a plan is not hard, but making it a conversation or being intentional about that part doesn't come quite as naturally. And then the fourth thing is to focus on application. Tony, you didn't mention that, but I didn't ask you specifically either. So what do you do in that first meeting to, to focus them on application? Well, in this particular case, because I knew that we were really trying to go down with Scripture we started a reading plan together on the YouVersion Bible app. Okay. Right? So yep. it's it's relational and it's intentional in the sense that I'll be able to track with him as we go down reading Scripture together. It's a tool that I like. And again, it's a way that I can make sure that we get to um, application. Because as we've said here before, right, information plus application equals transformation. Yeah. And so the best way to make sure that whoever you're discipling gets the scriptures is to read the scriptures with them. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So the last person, the last first time meeting I had, uh, was just a few months ago. And here's what I did. I walked in knowing him and we'd known each other for a few years, played basketball together for a few years, but our interaction was pretty surfacy, right? We never, we weren't connected uh, at a heart level for sure. Uh, we were just more acquaintances or shallow friendship. And so I felt God leading me to invite him into a disciple-making relationship. He was interested in that. So we're sitting down together for the first time. And as I am preparing and thinking about that first meeting, one of the things that God helped me to see is 
um, that this person was really intentional too. Now, if you're a very intentional person, you're about to disciple a very intentional person, some things are going to go really easily and smoothly and naturally. Other things are going to be hard, Mm. right? And so I knew, because of my experience, I knew one of the harder things for us would be to be connecting at a heart level. And so my major plan in that meeting was relational. It was, I need to connect with him. I need to hear his story. I need to share my story. I want to then intentionally move our conversation from just background and you know things that might come out as he's sharing about his upbringing and where he's been in life. Uh, I want to get it to spiritually. Where have you been? Tell me that story. Tell me, how did you end up sitting here in a meeting where you are about to enter into this disciple-making relationship? Why do you want to do that? And then I also wanted to get into the gospel, and I wanted to see kind of what his understanding of the gospel was, not just at a head level, but how did it come out of him as I was asking conversation, asking questions about him, in, about that in conversation, right? So how does the gospel come out? And as we were talking, um, you know, I could tell that he had some clarity on a lot of the gospel, but there were some parts of it too that that he wasn't sure about, or it didn't seem to me that he was sure about it. And so I took him into the scriptures, and we looked at uh, 1 John 5, 11, and 12, assurance of salvation is one of the things that I've learned that verse as. And then I asked him to memorize it. And I asked him if he'd memorize it, and, and he memorized it right there. I said, okay, the average person can memorize that in three minutes. And then I said, go. And he looked at me like, what are we doing here? And I was like, look at my time's ticking, man. And <laughs> so he starts to, to work on it. And I've, I've done this many times before. I don't do it all the time in a first meeting, but I've done it many times before. And um, at the end of those three minutes, he had it. And so that was kind of the application. So from there then, as we walked out, I said, well, hey, can I ask you about that verse again next time? He's like, yeah. So this is great. And so I said, hey, don't just memorize. I want you to think about what it means and how it might make a difference in your life. And so that was kind of the first meeting at the end. Asked for some things that I could be praying for him about, shared with him some things that he could be praying with me about, praying for me about, and then we prayed together. And so that was kind of the first meeting for us. Yeah, I love that. I love the intentionality. One of the things that we talked about when we said we definitely want you to do this is we talked about it being a conversation, not a lecture. Mm -hmm. And this is that relational piece. And we get to that place when we are confident enough in the tools that we're bringing to the table. And so what I hear from your example, Justin, as you talked about this meeting, is that you are really prepared and you're really comfortable with the material that you're presenting. Mm -hmm. So the more comfortable that you are, the easier it'll be to dive in and out, right? And so I think of it like an airplane. Sometimes you're in the clouds, sometimes you're out of the clouds. What makes a really good teacher is when they understand the content enough that they don't have to kind of go off of their notes. Mm-hmm. So you have a plan, you, you kind of use the plan as a runway, and then you take off, and then you fly with the plan so that you can kind of move around, in and out, being relational, being intentional, and reminding them the whole time of why this is going to happen. And then you land the plane really with application. And I think it's a beautiful kind of journey when someone who is ready and prepared and knows it, understands it, not just memorizes it, but understands it. And that gives us a really good conversation to kind of jump off of and begin disciple making. 
Yeah, that is so good. So that the, the importance of the tools, right? Right. And so if you're walking in and you don't have tools, well, first of all, you probably do and you don't realize it. Okay, if you are a disciple and you are spending time with Jesus day in and day out, there's a lot that you can talk about there, right? You can have a relational meeting, and then the intentional part of the meeting is you sharing part of what you got out of your quiet time over the past week and asking them to do the same. And if they're not having quiet times yet, well, guess what? That's a great time that you could introduce that concept to them and help teach them, right? So the first meeting is really that first opportunity to move through the disciple makers loop that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Teach them what, tell them why, show them how, get them started, keep them going, help them pass it on, right? So that's something you can do. Another thing that you can do that I didn't do in this first meeting, but that I often will do is share the wheel illustration, And if you've been listening uh, for a while, you know that we talked about the wheel illustration in season two, episode 25, and that is a great place to start for many, many disciples that you are starting to work with. Again, not everybody, but for a lot of people, that's a great place to start, a great opening conversation of what a disciple is. One of the things I love about the wheel is that if you go back and listen to that episode, most of us who present the wheel, we number the spokes on the wheel, one through four. And so when you get that one through four, what you really have is a very, that becomes a long range planning tool. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the first meeting now I've planned for because I used the wheel in the first meeting. I'm now set for the next several months usually as we try to attack prayer and scripture and fellowship and evangelism and what it means to be an obedient Christian. Yeah. And it, it, we're set up for that long because the goal in disciple making is not just teaching information, it's application. Right. Right. And so just because we've talked about something, it doesn't mean we're ready to move on to the next thing. Right. We might need to stay in the conversation around quiet times for a few months as they begin to develop that discipline and that habit in their life. And so keep that in mind. That's something that a lot of young disciple makers miss. They think, oh, well, I, we talked about that last time, so I got to do something different this time. No, you need to work on teaching application, teaching them to obey. Yeah, I think it's really important. I'm not going to rush the relationship, and I'm not going to rush the discipline, right? So I'm not going to rush the relationship. I'm not going to rush the, the discipline so that the person is prepared to give it away. Mm-hmm. Justin, our time's almost up today. Can you yep. take us through our takeaway and action step? Yeah, so our takeaway today is every first meeting is your first meeting with that disciple. Everyone's the first one of that disciple. So you need to prayerfully plan what you will do. It's almost as if every first time is the first time for you because it is, right? So every first meeting is the first meeting with that disciple. Prayerfully plan what you, can, what you will do with them. Action step. Write down an ideal plan that you can then adapt for your next first meeting. So write down that ideal plan. If everything went great, if the disciple was exactly the type of person you would hope to disciple, what would you do in that first meeting? Then you can adapt from there. And you need to be aware as you're adapting who the person that you are discipling is, how they're wired up to the best of your ability to know that, And know that about yourself, too, because that's going to make a difference in how you disciple. Friends, we're super excited to be on this journey with you. We're thankful for the time today. 
And we just continue to pray that you are out there having those first meetings. We get so excited. So, hey, do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast. Leave a rating or review on iTunes or Spotify. And the highest compliment you can give us, share this episode with a friend. Maybe somebody who you discipled recently. It's a great way to help spark some conversation around what Jesus is doing. Thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you soon.